Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. Today we are learning and continuing in the movement of the spirits of the Bible. The previous weeks we've been learning about the fallen angels the angelic spirits of the Bible the fallen angels from this from today on until we complete the series on angelic spirits of the Bible we are going to be talking about God's messengers it's no longer about the ones who fell which I may present understanding and definition again but it's mainly teaching you on the heavenly host, God's angels that are still in heaven. And we also will be talking about their order. So as I go into preaching this message, uh, we are on God's messengers. God's messengers. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and your understanding. I thank you for your precepts that you want to teach us. That you guide us and, you, and lead us in all righteousness and truth of your word. You don't leave us hanging on anything. As long as we seek you, you said we will find you when we search for you with all our hearts. And you will teach us and train us. There's nothing hidden to those that follow you, that seek your face. And as you reveal these things through your messengers, your human messengers, your angels in the earth, and then those that are of the spirit, your angelic spirits, your heavenly angels, as they present messages from you to us. Have your way, Lord, in the name of Christ, the potentate king, the one that liveth forever and ever. Amen and amen. So we have... Mm, we're talking about God's messengers today. God's messengers, angels. Messengers. When you have a title of angel or messenger, we're talking about a name not of nature but of office. I want you to understand right now a messenger or an angel can do different things, but an angel, in the sense that we I am describing right now, is the one of office, not necessarily of of nature. And so, in the Bible, as I was studying for office of angel, there were bishops. They are messengers sent by God. 
But here we're looking at the created spiritual angel, whether it's good or evil. Good or evil. Now, the angels in heaven are divided also by office. Now, I didn't tell you this about the fallen angels, but they also have office. And I started with their leader, Satan. Then I went to the divination spirit. And we learned about the divination spirit. Then we went on to the viper spirit. And we learned, and, and I actually took you through the order. And then the last thing we learned about the fallen angels in their order is the unclean spirit. The, that's actually, even though they are, there's an order to the angels, the unclean spirit is the fourth level. You have Satan, who is the leader, the height level. Then you have the other spirits that follow. So, in Revelation we learned in last week's teaching that the, the unclean spirit come out like frogs from the mouth of the dragon. Who is who? Satan. From the beasts and the false prophets. And there's your order of the fallen angels. And the unclean spirit is the fourth, the one like frogs. All are murderous spirits. They kill in different ways. And so we learned some of that over the past for, I mean, over the past few weeks. So now in the spirits of the Bible, the angels that are good, God's messengers in heaven. If we turn to Matthew 24. Verse 36. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. Am I in the right chapter here? Oh, verse 36, that was 35. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The angels of heaven. The angels of heaven, these are the messengers. In this particular section, it is showing us that these messengers, they bring a message or proclaim and announce, but they have an office. So when you are a messenger of God, there is an office. Now, when you take the fivefold ministry, when it comes to certain levels, the Bible compares the bishop with the angel. 
Revelation says to the angel of the church of Thyatira, he's saying to the bishop, if you did not know, if you did not understand, out of the office is your messenger. Now, what we understand that there are different levels of messengers. The bishop is the head, but then you have these that are angels at the lower level under shepherds or other ministers of the gospel that minister the word of God to you so here we have in Mark 24 36 letting us know of the angels in heaven let's turn to Matthew 25 Verse 41. Verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now we already learned about Satan, who is also called the devil, who is also called that old serpent, and his angels, and how they fell from heaven. He said, cursed. The angels that are fallen are cursed, and they go to hell, and to the everlasting fire. And it said prepared. Prepared means created. For him and his angels. And it, it breaks your heart to know that people want to go there. Now. The Old Testament understanding of an angel, we just went to the New Testament. This is where it becomes the office, and we will learn the orders over the next couple of weeks, or a few weeks, because it's more than two, the next few weeks of their office. So the Old Testament angel means to dispatch someone as a deputy, a messenger, or a herald. And this is where when I said it earlier, is to proclaim or announce a message. So an angel in the Old Testament was to dispatch someone as a deputy, that's the, the office, a messenger or a herald, the one who preaches or proclaims. What do they do? They carry messages, some simple and some complicated. Let's go to Zechariah, the first chapter. And when you get into prophet books like Zechariah, they become more complicated messages to the prophets. But God reveals by angels these messages. So we're on Zechariah, the first chapter, the eighth verse. He said, I saw by night the prophet saying, 
Zechariah the prophet saying, I saw by night and beheld a man riding upon a red horse. And he stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom, and behind him were th their th red horses speckled and white. Then said I, O oh my Lord, what are these? And the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what these be. Now he called him Lord. And that is normal to the Old Testament person who encountered an angel. And so as he delivers the message and gives the understanding, and the man stood among the myrtle trees, answered and said, These are they whom the Lord hath sent to walk to and fro through the earth. So he's describing the man riding upon the red horse. Zechariah 6 and Revelation 6 gives us this understanding of the four spirits of heaven, the four winds of the earth. You've got to understand that they go to and fro. They have an office and they are instructed by God. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth sitteth still and is at rest. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? And the Lord answered the angel that talked with me with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that, command, that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. And I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. For I was but a little displeased, and they helped forward the affliction. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts. A line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. Then lifted up mine eyes, and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? So I'm not going to go further because this is a description of God's heavenly angel having conversation with his prophet. He was having conversation with his prophet. Now we learn in Hebrews that angels are messengers of God. But right here, we can see not only did the prophet had to ask about one of the four winds of the earth. He's talking about the red rider here. This red rider is a powerful spirit. I want you to understand we're going to get, we, we, mm, 
I don't think I'm going to get to them because I, I teach about the ones in the second heaven. And so um, I'm preparing something that I will talk about these four winds of heaven. But I want you to understand that this spirit that he is saying, a man riding upon a red horse, he is one of the four spirits of heaven and they work for God. He said they go to and fro in the earth. They work for God. They are almost like his, the seven eyes, the seven spirits of God, but they are not. And so as we go through the spirits of the Bible, I begin to give you understanding of the different angelic spirits that God uses. Let's go to Zechariah 5.5. 5. He says, Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth. And see, there are prophets in the Bible that encounter angelic hosts, angelic beings. And we're looking at Zechariah. When you go to the book of Ezekiel, he encounters these heavenly hosts, and I will get there. When you go to Isaiah, you've got to understand that God wants to commune through his prophets, and he will use the angelic messengers of heaven. So, here, angels, Old Testament angels, the understanding of being dispatched to someone as a deputy, a messenger, or a herald. And we see in Zechariah that they are discussing an angel, discussing one of the spirits of heaven that God sends forth to go to and fro through the earth. And they are discussing what is happening. And the angel revealed the plan of God to Zechariah. And he told him to cry aloud and say this. Thus saith the Lord. And so the angels, they perform some specific commissions by God. It's for God's purpose purposes among his people and we must understand that these angels they deliver different messenger messages and this one is touching up on what is happening in jerusalem and in Ju judah and god it was he's going to tell him that there is a time that he's going to lift his indignation and not use the gentile nation or the heathen to come against them. Let's turn to talk about another angel and what its purpose was. Genesis the 19th chapter. This particular angel came as a warning. 
Genesis 19.1 and as a destroyer. These two angels had a twofold message by God. Not only did they bring a message and proclaimed, but they was dispatched as a deputy. And then they carried forth the assignment of God. Genesis 19.1 And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot seeing them rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray, you into your servant's house, and tarry all night. Rise up, wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. But he pressed them, and then they came in to his home. Let's go to verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Has thou there any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. Here it is, the message that God is delivering assigned to Lot. And it's because of Abraham. Now these two messengers, these two angels... Is warning Lot. It's a warning for Lot. For we will destroy this place because of the cry of them that is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent unto us to destroy it. Number one, he was warning Lot. But number two, he was going to carry out the plan of God to destroy the city. This are the angelic messengers of God. When I come preaching a message to you, if it is a message of warning, take heed to the warning. Why? Because the next step is the destroyer. Unless we humble, turn our faces towards God and repent. We've got to understand why God sends messengers to and fro in the earth. So here he's warning Lot and he's telling him this is what is about to happen to this city. The cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. God sent these messengers. He says now is the time I'm responding to the cry of my people and we must understand that God responds. He's not a God that just sit up there and, and does nothing. His name is Elroy. He said, I see you. Don't you know me by my name yet? We've got to get to know God through his word. He left it here so that we will understand how he moves, how he, who he is, and what he will do on your behalf. The cries of people when they go up, and then he brings messengers. He warned Lot. And then he told him the plan of God. And that they will have to carry it out. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law. 
which married his daughters and said, up, get you out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angel hastened Lot saying, arise, take your wife and your two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. There was so much iniquity in the city that the, the conversation between Abraham and God, only Lot could be saved. So he destroyed the rest of the city and the people therein. And so we got to understand that God does not play. He said, get you and your wife and your two daughters. The sons-in-law, why would you mock the angel of the Lord? He says, get out of here unless you be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. The angels led them out. They led them out. And when they had brought them forth abroad, then he said, escape for your life. Look not behind you. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest you be consumed. And Lot said unto them, oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed me unto in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither, and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See how I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. He said, Hasten now, go now, escape there. For I cannot do anything thou be come to. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. Or Zor. And then the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. So you know as at sunrise. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now... I don't know about you, but when a messenger from God comes to warn you, it is time for you to listen and move in what he says or she says. The Lord rained down brimstone and fire from heaven. To destroy the city. Now he, he gave them strict instruction. But here he says his wife looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. When God tells you to escape for your life. And not look behind you. 
Now I can go into some revelational understanding that I understand about this scripture. He says iniquity will consume you and he wants you to run from it. He's warning you that iniquity will cause the fire and the wrath of God on you. He's he's wanting us to escape sin, escape for our life. And we must do it. And I went into revelational understanding there. I want you to know sin is dangerous for your life. And God tells us through this story with Lot, we must escape for our life. And not look behind to the sin we left uh, coming to Jesus Christ. We've got to look forward. And when we look back and attach ourselves to the sin, we die. And we cause the wrath of God to come upon us. And so some of us, we walk in our deliverance. We don't look back to what we were shackled to in sin. And this is the warning. Angels of God give us these messengers to deliver us and to keep us free from the shackles of Satan. See, there are two types of angels that walk in the earth. Some are the messengers of Satan and some are the messengers of God. And we must understand that he gives us this word to understand. But only the messengers of God will give you that truth that you need to keep you free. Now let's go to Genesis, the 24th chapter. Now, I'm not saying that God is going to rain fire, brimstone and fire upon you as a person that looks back. But it could be like his wife. She turned into a pillar of salt. She died looking back at the sin. Her heart was still in the city. Her heart was still connected to iniquity. Where is your heart today? Is your heart still connected to sin? Are you walking therein? Are you becoming that pillar of salt? That pillar of salt is of no more use. You've got to be the pillar of salt that is living, that is walking and have its being. The salt of the earth that adds flavor to it on behalf of God. Genesis, the 24th chapter. Genesis, the 24th chapter, the 40th verse. And this is an angel.
And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walked will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. That is another reason why God sends his heavenly host to you and to me. He assigns them that they will prosper our way. We didn't hear that about Satan and his fallen angels. We heard what they do to us as humans. We heard when we invite them into our lives what they can do. But these are God's angelic beings. And he warns us. And he lets us know. And he prospers our way by them. These are the specific commissions of God. For his people. He carried his angelic beings. They are of office and they are dispatched to us. Are you hearing God? Are you hearing the angelic message of the Lord? Through his messenger. Through his angel. I am your angel. Today. Every time you hear me preach the truth of God's word, I have been dispensed for this purpose. Now I want you to understand we have learned that so far in God's commissioning of angels, they warn against sin. They warn people that it will cause destruction. They warn people about what God is about to do. They release information. They talk to God and then release it to his prophets. Then in Genesis 24, we understand that angels are dispensed to us to prosper our way. Let's go to Exodus. Let's go to Exodus, the 23rd chapter. Exodus, the 23rd chapter, the 20th verse. Behold, I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. What did I just say? One was sent to prosper the way. This one is to keep you in the way. In the way that you should walk. When your pastor is preaching and teaching the truth of God's word. You need pastors after God's own heart. That are sound in doctrine. They will keep you in his way. He, they will make your way prosperous. And to bring thee into a place which God has prepared. I sent an angel before you. He says, and then he says, verse 21, beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou, if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto your enemies 
stand an adversary unto thine adversary. You don't want God as an enemy. You don't want God as an adversary. You've got to understand that God will re God will release his angels on your behalf. On this, I have an understanding that Christ himself was on this mission for the Lord. He says, Behold, I sent an angel before you to keep you in the way. And many compare this to Christ. And later on, you're going to learn from me that Christ is the first angel. He's in the order of angels. And you've got to know his different positions and his different names within the Bible. He says you got to obey his voice. He taught his disciples that they can forgive sins or they cannot they don't have to if you provoke him then he will not forgive or pardon your transgressions that's why God is saying beware of him Obey his voice and provoke him not. If you provoke him, he will not pardon your transgressions. For God's name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto your enemies. Listen at the the angelic being dispersed to you and to me to give us an understanding hey this is who we must obey if we obey the voice of the angel of God sent before us those that his name is in He says, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. And you know, as I read this, I'm thinking about God's adversary and who is Satan. And when we belong to him, he becomes our adversary. And so we need God on our side because of his adversary. Verse 23. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and I will cut them off. See, you've got to go where God say go. Joshua did that and they defeated who he said except when they didn't do exactly what he said do.
He says, Then shalt thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And you shall serve the Lord your God and shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in the land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. See, God has given the instruction. The message is clear. We must obey the angel of the Lord in our lives. For some, it's our bishop, our apostle, our pastor. For some, for those that only encounter his heavenly host, because his heavenly host bring the message of God to the angels that we do see, the bishops, the apostles, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Now some are blessed to see the angels of the Lord. And that is one of my heart's desires outside of wanting to see God himself. And one day when he is ready, when he say my time is up on the earth, I will see him face to face. That is a promise to me. Now, what else does God's angelic beings, what else are they sent to do? 2 Samuel 24, 17. And David 24, 17. And David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote. All right, let's go back up to 6.14. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. He was pressed. He had a mental anguish going on. You've got to understand that David had done something here. He said, let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. And the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning evening to the time appointed and there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba 70,000 men and when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people it is enough stay now thy hand and the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Arana the Jebusite and David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said lo now I want to <laughs> you see David is about to take responsibility for what he caused he didn't take responsibility to the people, but he said to the angel, I have sinned. 
and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, he understood that even in the Old Testament, God's people, a metaphor, a representation of the sheep. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. And Gad came that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Aaron of the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. But look at what the conversation between the angel that was destroying. Sometimes God will send them to smite and kill. These are the messages of God. But in this situation where the leader... Where the leader... Had done wrong. It caused death to the sheep. And said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. God saw it and he repented himself. It was the punishment. He has smoked 70,000 men. People just dying. And the angel of the Lord, he removed his hand. And David seeing it, this was the punishment that was chosen. And he saw the angel smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned. I have done wickedly. But these sheep. See, when God put one in charge, you don't understand what happens. And I don't think some leaders do either. And so we must understand that God will send his angels. David had a choice. I don't think any of the choices were good. Acts the 12th chapter. The 23rd verse. It says, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghosts. Now here, this is Herod. Verse 20 says, and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him and having made 
Blessed is the king's chamberlain, their friend desired peace, and their, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And because of what Herod did, immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. So Herod, in the face of all these people who he gave an oration to, instead of to God, the angel of the Lord smote him dead because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghosts right there dead. So sometimes God will send his messengers to kill. And he don't have to do use a man to do it. Herod, I believe, just fell down dead. The 70,000 men, the angel lifted up his hand and 70,000 men died. It's important to heed the warnings of the angels of the Lord. We don't want sin in our life. Herod's sin was that he did not give God the glory. Herod's sin was that he gave oration to a king's chamberlain. Or to the king's country in whom they connected. It ain't because of him. You, you are friends with him. It's because of God. And see, we still have so much more to tell you about God's messengers and their positions in the earth and what God sends them to do as they go to and fro. So we understand he will smite and kill in punishment. In Psalm 78, 49... He uses evil angels to destroy your enemy. Write the scripture down. Psalms 91 and 11. He uses an angel to keep you. We learned that in Genesis and Exodus. He will send them to prosper your way and to keep you in the way of the Lord. Psalms 91 11. He will keep you. And some simple messages that God uses is in 1 Kings 19, 4 to 8. 2 Kings, write these down. 1, 1 through 4. And 15 through 17. I want you to understand God disperses angels in specific offices to do specific things. The angels we talked about today are dispatched as a deputy um, to you and to me. A messenger or a herald to proclaim 
and to announce what thus saith the Lord. I want you to understand the angels perform a specific commission on behalf of God is for his purpose among his people. And you've got to understand that there is a lot more to the angels of God. And next week we're going to go into more of angelic teaching God's messengers. The angelic spirits of the Bible. Let us bow our heads as we go in prayer. I want you to think about these messengers of God. I want you to think about their assignments. And I want you to look within yourself. Have I been obedient to the voice of God through the messenger, the angel of my house of God? I don't know what church you belong to, but you've got to understand you have a messenger from God, an angel that preaches to you and teaches you the way of the Lord. And I'm praying that they are not teaching you sound, um, unsound doctrine. Unsound doctrine is doctrine that is not healthy for you that keeps you in sin. You've come to Christ and you are a lot like Lot and the angel is warning you about the sins of your past. It is time for you to come out of them. It is time for you to walk in your deliverance. Don't matter what other people are going to say, but the angel of the Lord speaks to you on what thus saith the Lord. And he's warning you. And I want you to understand you must heed his warning. You must repent and begin to walk in the freedom that Christ gives you from the sins of your past. And as leaders, we must understand that sometimes our sins will cause harm to the sheep. And we must understand that we have to repent before God so that he can say to the angel, stay your hand. So I believe that that is God teaching us to take heed to the, to the messages of God through his messengers and the angels of the hour are the bishops of your house and I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every bishop every leader in the household of faith father I pray that out of their mouths is coming the truth of your word sound doctrine that will help the people in the warning of walking outside of their deliverance, holding on to their past sins instead of moving forward. I pray that you would touch the leaders to teach sound doctrine, one that make healthy soldiers for the kingdom. One that makes strong soldiers for the kingdom. Letting go of their sins of their past so they won't become pillars of salt of no more use 
or useless as their living. But they will become soldiers in the kingdom that you will have to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Go thy way, for you are no more use. Their time is over for teaching and preaching, or their time is over for whatever assignment you have called. They have completed it, so they are of no more use. These are the type of servants we want to be, Lord, as your leaders. And Father, I pray for every leader that has sinned, where you have had to raise your hand, that repentance, forgive us, Lord, in those areas where we have sinned and it caused problems for the sheep. Help us, Lord, in those areas. We don't want to cause problems for them. Help us, Father. Strengthen us in the area that we would cause such problems for the sheep. And I pray that the sheep heed the warnings of iniquity in their life that they don't become a pillar of salt or of no more use to you because they will not escape the sin in their lives. Father, have your way and be glorified in the body and the kingdom. Help us to stay on the path that you've set, you send your messengers to prosper our way, to keep us in your way. Help us to take heed of your word, God. Help us to take heed of your truth. Help us, Lord, that as we walk in your truth, and here comes another one, Help us to obey and stay in obedience to your word that we won't veer off the way. And be glorified. And Father, I pray that this message bring back those that have veered off the way back in alignment with you. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would continue to move by your angels, protecting us and keeping us and shielding us and warning us and showing us things revealed that no other man can reveal because you are the revealer. Your Holy Spirit is in us to help us understand your word and give us the word we need to deliver us and to keep us in alignment with you. Have your way, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the potentate king, the one that lives forever and ever, the voice we are to obey. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.